It's the next level. Is that really you? Yeah. Yes, it's me. You believe me? You still care about me? I've been looking for you for the past three years. I know about the island. I've been researching. And then when I spoke to your friend Charlie, that's when I knew you were still alive. That's when I knew I wasn't crazy. Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, that's better. I love you, Penny. I've always loved you. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you, too. I don't know where I am, but... I'll find you, Des. I promise. No matter what. I'll come back to you. I won't give up. I promise. I promise. I love you. I'm sorry, power source went dead. That's all we have. Thank you, Said. It was enough. Are you all right now? Welcome yet again to another episode of We Have to Go Back Lost Revisited as we continue on our journey into the fourth season. I'm Ben. And I'm Kristen. This week we move forward with our discussion of season four, episode five, The Constant, otherwise known as the best episode of the entire series. I'm I'm not one to disagree with you this time. And the coolest part about it is we're doing it with a guest this week. And Kristen, I'm going to give you the honor of bringing our guest in. Well, so I was really upset when I learned that I missed Des's very first 
podcast ever. And so I really wanted you to come back and I am just so thrilled that you're back and you're back for this episode, Mr. Des, Mr. Our Buddy Des, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Hello, brother. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about Des leaving us voicemail this week because the entire episode <laughs> is going to be Des's feedback. I tried to do you justice in your email last week and uh, <laughs> say it in the way I thought you could do it. <laughs> your voice was much less annoying than mine. So, yeah. <laughs> I love your voice. Do you know what's so funny, too, is last week when you were saying, like, we should see if Des wants to be on this episode. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, yeah, Des would be a good choice because I know he's a fan of this episode. Not thinking putting the names together. <laughs> This is a Des episode with Des as a guest. Like I, I didn't even oh, put that together until afterwards. I didn't put that together until right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been waiting for three years for you guys to say anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I you know, I, I think it's because I know you, Des, that I don't <laughs> put you together with, you know, Desmond from, from Lost. So well, yeah. I, yeah. That that's just I can't even believe I did that. Whoops. Well, yay. Okay, so you're here for the best episode ever. <laughs> we'll just see if our episode of the podcast breaking it down lives up to the best episode ever of the series as it well. Won't, it won't even in the slightest, but you know, we'll have fun doing it. <laughs> hey, another quick note on last week's episode too. Uh, we're getting a lot of positive feedback on Once Upon a Time possibly being the next show we do oh, great. when oh, we're really? finished with Lost. Yeah, there's been a number of people who have reached out and said, yeah, you guys need to do Once Upon a Time. I love Once Upon a Time, so I'll do that. I loved sure. it. Couldn't quite get through that last season though. You know what? I punched out um, in the underworld season with Hades. So I didn't even, I didn't even see the last season. So the last season will be a, uh, will be a first watch for me. <laughs> me, as, me, as well. me as well. I think the last two or three seasons will be a first watch for me as well. So, yeah. Cause I think I punched out around, I think either right after wizard of Oz or frozen. So I don't remember a lot of that, that part of the series. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. yeah. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun to make that the next show we dive back into. That would be fun. Well, so. let's get let's get through the current show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do want to say we are two weeks in a row. I feel real good about this. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't feel too good about it yet. Let's get to that third week in a row, and then <laughs> although it's going to be challenging because next week is Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, no, we're going to do it. I'm not. I'm not traveling. Okay. All right. Oh, nobody is. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we'll yeah, we'll figure out a day to do it next week and uh, let's do it on Thanksgiving while we eat. We'll do a live show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I unfortunately can't because I am going to someone's house for Thanksgiving. Um loser. Well, but I, I will be the only person outside of that household being there. So it's a safety issue. There's not a lot of people. I'm the only one going. Um and you're calling me a loser just because I'm not traveling down to North Carolina. Because <laughs> you were be supposed to be here last family. year. You were supposed to be here last year. I know. Uh, little heads up to the podcast, trying to get a little, trying to get back in the habit of doing this. But this is a spoiler full episode, our spoiler full podcast. So we will be talking about things that have happened in the past, as well as things that have yet to happen in the series at this point. But let's talk about the episode, season four, episode five, The Constant, a a Desmond Hume episode 
And I think it's only right we kick it over to our guest, to Des, to to lead us off in the conversation about Des. So, okay. I, yeah, Des, where, where do you want to <laughs> kick? Where do you want to start? Um, one of the things that I was like trying to make up a list of was all the people that were affected by the time distortions in their minds on the show. Like um, the ones that were like affected in the way that. Uh, Desmond was. I mean, mm-hmm. you had George George Minkowski, and then Daniel was affected pretty much the same way, but with different degrees of difficulties. And like, there was the woman on the Kahuna, or however you say it, the Kahana, that the, oh, the, jumped the off. Yeah, jumped. But I'm I'm wondering, Eloise Hawking, could, at some point, could she have been affected that way? She didn't seem to have like the messed up memories and stuff like that and any problems, but there are times in the series where she appears where she seems to know the future. Do you mean, could she have been affected? So you mean affected as in like the, the travel, the, the time travel element and not the, the like bouncing the, back and forth, not the, the bloody nose. And right. So in like, a sense, she was able to actually not be affected health wise. Right. That's what I'm wondering because because she spent so much time on the island. Maybe that has something to do with it. But um, back on the episode flashes before your eyes, she's telling Desmond all this stuff basically about his future. She's she's refusing to sell the engagement ring because she says he's going to break Penny's heart and that he has to go to the island to, to push the button. So she's telling him all this almost as if she can see the future or has lived through the future. Well, to a certain extent, she did live through that future already, or she lived through the past. I I think that she's done a lot of time jumping and maybe she is the cause of the, like maybe even like producing the time jumping, right? Because she was one of the original people of the island, her and well, she she was was like way back there. In the 70s or 60s or 70s, she was back there. With the others, well, right? I think, I think one of the other things we need to we need to point out too is that it's not an actual physical jump through time. Right. It's, it's a conscious jump through time. It's your consciousness that's traveling through time. So if Desmond is going back and forth from 1996 to 2004, you know, there, it's very possible that Eloise was he just happened to run into Eloise at a point, like you said, does that she was all her consciousness was jumping through time as well. Right. So that's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very possible. I think it's very possible. There are people who, who have also done this that are, it's just never explored. Charles Whitmore in particular could be another one Yeah. who has been able to do this and it's just never explored on his end. Isn't it kind of weird also that Faraday, uh, named his lab rat after his mother and he like caressed her <laughs> yeah a little yeah. creepy <laughs> but and, but well, yeah at, and then at the same time had no emotion when she died right that's a weird relationship with your mother that you're naming a rat <laughs> after her and you know it, that and then have no no regard for the fact that the rat passed away i mean well, he also had memory rat. problems i mean and we don't right. know when they when they started and when they ended. And I'm, you know, so so his memory problems could also have an effect on a lot of his feelings towards other people. And, you know, there is there is the fact that 
his mom eventually is the one that kills him. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's just, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of overlap, I guess, with these two characters and all the different times and the way that Eloise knows how to time jump and Daniel knows how to um, bridge the gap for lack of a better uh, word on how to be a constant and um, you know, the device and, the radiation and everything. I mean, they're both, they're, they're, they're these two brilliant minds and, you know, operated by the puppet master, Charles Woodmore in the <laughs> background, you know? So it, it's, it's an interesting, it, I love when we get into this part of the show because it's still, I, it's still really like kind of cloudy for me, but at the same time, like all of it keeps coming back every week and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot about even this episode. There was a little bit that I hadn't remembered. Uh, I, I really, the only thing about this episode I remembered before I went into it was the fact that this was the conversation between Desmond and Penny at the end, which uh, when, we, when we dive into that, man, that's another. I, I think that's that moment is one of the reasons why I love this episode so much is because yeah. it, it's something we've been waiting for with this character we've been we've been waiting for desmond to finally reconnect with penny even if it's over the phone and i remember as a first time viewer watching that moment getting honestly emotional at that moment because it's something we've been waiting for and then immediately afterwards thinking please don't let anything happen to desmond you know it's funny that you say that because i think that it's we've been waiting for that moment without knowing that we've been waiting for that moment because yeah. we've seen them so much in the past together. And we've seen kind of their history that I don't even think that we realize up until this episode that this is the first time that they're talking to each other in real time. Um, which to me is, is quite beautiful. So yeah, it, it wasn't until you watch this episode that you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the first time that they're, seeing each other or not seeing each other, but talking to each other. And that's really there. And then the way that it's filmed and the way that they're talking to each other, you know, um, as somebody who has had a husband that's gone for long periods of time, um, you know, you, you have that rushed sense of, you don't know when the phone call is going to have to end and you want to try and get everything out as fast as possible. And so that conversation had a, um, had an air to that. So I thought that, that was really well done. It also had made me rem uh, reminded me of Daniel day Lewis going wherever you are, I will find you. <laughs> what movie was it? It was, um... I don't even know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I Yeah. And I can't remember. I know exactly the scene that you're talking about too. And I can't remember what movie it is too. It's, it's, um, it's not, there will be, no, it's not, there will be. No, more. it's the what um, last of the Mohicans. I yes. think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, it's, it, that's one. It, it reminded me immediately of that, but yeah, the, the quickness of, of the conversation had a very, you know, you're somewhere really far away and we finally have a connection and let's say everything we need to say before the line cuts out. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, I mean, we're on that, we're on that topic now, so we might as well, you know, discuss it, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you kind of realize we've talked about in the past about how the title of the episode always has some kind of relation to the story that's being told with the exception of maybe last week where Eggtown was simply just the eggs that they were me making Ben for breakfast and Kate's fertility as Des so eloquently put it in his feedback last week. Um, you know, but yet, but the constant is something you don't realize until the end of the episode is Penny 
Penny is Desmond's constant. It's the one thing that connected him between now and then. The jumping back and forth, it's what restored his memory by the end of it. And, you know, as sad as it is that that phone call ends and they get disconnected, there's a glimmer of hope in when Desmond thanks Saeed. Saeed apologizes that it couldn't be longer and Desmond says it was it was long enough. Like that line right there, you it's it's almost like you're able to breathe a sigh of relief mm-hmm. for Desmond because that that was just an, that was all he needed to restore not just his memory but his hope. Like his drive now to see Penny is it's there. Yeah, not like it ever went away, but it's it's I it's I it's at it. the forefront again. I loved it when he got his memory back and um, Saeed, who was like just looking off in the distance, trying not to listen. And then he heard he heard that he said, I'm on an island. And all of a sudden, Saeed like looks up like oh, he yeah. remembers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that moment of clarity for Saeed too, where, yeah, he knew that Desmond was back when, when he said that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Saeed, oh gosh, Saeed, Saeed is so good in a pinch. If If I'm ever like you know, caught on a desert island and I had to choose one person from this cast, I'm choosing Saeed. <laughs> I want Saeed the <laughs> whole time. Yeah, all whether he's your favorite character or not, he is the one to have there. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Because my, I, I love Sawyer. I don't want him there. He's going to be completely <laughs> <No help>. useless. <laughs> well, because Saeed is the revolutionary. I mean, he's the one. He knows how to fight. He knows how to negotiate. He knows how to talk. He has a sensitive side, as we saw with Shannon. And he's, he's also- the professor from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. He's he's MacGyver, basically, in a sense. With a heart. Um, He's MacGyver with a heart, exactly. But at the same time, he's the person that will jump in front of you as the bullet is heading towards you. You know, like he's he's the same person who will lay down his life if that's what it takes. Because we see him do it later towards the end of the series. Spoiler alert. It's perfect. You're right. Said is the MacGyver. Sawyer would be the MacGruber. Yeah, Sawyer is the MacGruber. That's a oh, that's a perfect analogy. I love that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> MacGruber. I need to rewatch that. It's such a great movie. Um, you know, one of the other things I really love about this episode is there's really not a lot. There's not many other characters in this episode. Mm, we've still got we've, Jack. Not for long, though. It's a very short, we get Jack and Kate and Shannon, or not Shannon, Shannon's been gone for a while. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte and Juliet for a short period of time. And I think it's one scene. And the rest Mm -hmm. of the episode is Desmond, Saeed. um, And we get introduced to Kimi this episode as well, played by Kevin Duran, who actually has been a former guest on my other podcast before. Um, so, and Kimi is a very interesting character in a sense too, as we get to know him more, because as we find out, as, as we go forward, if you thought Ben was evil, yeah, Kimi is just, uh, he puts Ben to shame. Well, he looks evil. He's got evil <laughs> eyes. He's, he. He looks evil. He's evil in a different sense. Ben is more of a mastermind and Kimi is more of a supervillain. 
Like he, mm-hmm. he, he has no regard for the people that he hurts or things that he does. Ben puts thought into what he does. Kimi puts no thought into anything at all. He just does. And we're going to mm-hmm. find out later because later on that costs Ben dearly. Because Kimi yeah. takes something very dear from Ben later on. Um, Kristen, what about you? What's something that you kind of want to, if there's anything. Well, there's, can... yeah. Um, it's tough so, you know what it, I love? You know what I love about this episode is that we get a really good look at Daniel Faraday without having to like really dive into a story too much. We get a look at how his mind works. We get a look of kind of what, what he's been up to and, and what his education background is. And um, probably the most interesting thing about, about what, what I personally, you know, learn in this episode is that his life is so isolated and it's so lonely that Desmond is his constant that he doesn't have another constant, you know, it's not, it's not Charlotte. It's not, um, um, miles. It's not his mom. It's not his dad. It's not anybody, right. It's, it's Desmond. And I think that that, you know, while that's a very interesting revelation at the end, it's also very lonely. It's, it's lonely, but is it more lonely or is it more, intelligent because i kind of see that as in daniel is meeting daniel is meeting desmond for the daniel and desmond are in a sense meeting each other for the first time back in 1996 but daniel is seeing what desmond is going through and knowing they're going to meet again in the future down the road so who to who to have a as a better constant than someone you already know 100 percent certainty you're going to meet again down the road. Provided that you're um, provided that you're time skipping no earlier than 1996. (laughs) True. Yeah. That, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Because I mean, like even, even Daniel had said it too, that it could be an hour. It could be days. It could be years. Well, George, George Sikowski or whatever his last name was, um, he was on a Ferris wheel, right? He was six. Right. He was a child. Mm-hmm. Did he say he was a child? I, think, I remember I the Ferris it, wheel. I think I it's hope, assumed. I hope he was a child. Hey, I still ride a good Ferris wheel every now and again. Doesn't have there to be. There was something childlike about it, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I think I think it's kind of implied that he was he was a child okay. at the time that he was jumping back to. So, but I mean, you even look at like Eloise, the rat. I mean, Eloise only skipped an hour because he even said, I haven't even run, run her through. I wasn't planning on running her through this maze for the, for another hour. And even then she wouldn't know the maze the first time he runs her through it. So it's probably a couple of days that Eloise jumped because it would take her time to learn that maze like that. Yeah. So, it's a complete mystery as to it's a, it's a, I, I mean, and we're going to see that later too, because the Island itself starts doing what these guys are doing. That's true. Except physically and taking them along for the ride. And every time it jumps, it's different. Sometimes it's days forward. Sometimes it's years back. It's, it changes every time. So that's very, that's, so, that's, that's an interesting, an interesting point because this, 
this whole episode is almost like a foreshadowing of what we're about to see and maybe uh, to help us understand what's going to happen later with the island skipping. You know, this is a really good small introduction to, you know, introducing the whole space and time story arc, for yeah. lack of a better word. As if the writers are saying, if, if, if you think it's confusing now... Just you wait. It is kind of weird though, but when they're saying we don't know when they're going to go back to, it could be days, hours, whatever. But all of uh, Desmond's time jumps are linear back there and linear up here. It's not really bouncing around. Oh, that's true. That's a great point. Maybe it, on a bigger scale, it like doesn't know where exactly to land. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, are, are his his jumps are linear, but are they are they real time? I think we're assumed to figure their their real time at that point. His first initial jump was back to back to 1996, but from that point on, it was kind of it it, it was real time action. Like if he was back in 2004 for 15 minutes, then he was out of it for 15 minutes back in 1996. Because even in that one point when he was in the chair and he woke up in the lab after Eloise had passed, the the rat had died. Daniel says you were you were out of it for 75 minutes. So it could have been he was back in 2004 for 75 minutes. Okay. You know, or is it that he was only back in 2004 well, for four minutes and then it was 75 in, in 1996? It, it couldn't be the same because in the past, like literally he like went on, he traveled while he was gone. Like it, it did. Yeah, jump. that's true. He went to the college and he went to the Sotheby's. Or not, it wasn't Sotheby's, but. Southfields for the auction. yeah that's interesting did he travel while he was while he was in 1996 or did he travel when he was like not 1996 and time was still going in 2004 because didn't he just appear in Oxford I think he actually traveled while he was there but okay. it might not it might not have been <laughs> Future Desmond? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's funny because it, we're talking about an episode where it's it's such a fantastic episode with one of the most dynamic characters of the series, that being Desmond. Um, but at the same time, we're talking time travel, which it doesn't matter how you look at it, whether it's Back to the Future, Avengers, or Hot Tub Time Machine. Time heist. Or time, yeah. It, it, <laughs> Time travel can become very confusing. Well, because it, there's no rules. It's whatever that universe makes up for the rules, right? So, I mean, you could even say like, okay, so 1996 Desmond has decided that he's going to go to Oxford and then zoink, he's in 2004. And then, <laughs> you know, zoink, he's back in 1996. And, oh, okay, I, here I am. You know, like maybe it's like intent. I don't know. Like, has he, he's, clearly changing his own narrative um, to what it, what it was. He's stepping on the butterfly. I'm surprised that he came back and there, you know, Penny was alive, you know, who, who knows? Right. Um, so, so I, I guess, you know, it, it could really be anything because he also just then he appeared at Penny's house after that too. So, I mean, it, he was, so he was a part of the Scottish, army right i believe so yes i think so yeah. royal scotland yes. i think and then 
he had to get to Oxford and then he had to get to London. I mean, that's a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. So there was probably, he probably did spend a good amount of time in 1994 then, or his consciousness spent some good time in 1994. They're just not showing all of it on the episode because it would, right. take, it would take too long. Right. Okay. So, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sorry to pick apart at this so much. No, it's but fine. That's at the same time, you know, when he was in 1994 for like five minutes, um, no, when he was in 2004 for five minutes, Daniel Faraday said that in 1996, it had been 75 minutes that he went catatonic. So. Well, I mean, maybe there's something to that then the same way there is when it comes to leaving the island and getting to the boat. Which actually the math was done. I was looking up that research earlier today and the math was done and it's a 15 to one ratio. Okay. 15 minutes for every one minute. So then that would kind of make a little right. bit of sense. Yeah. That in, it was five minutes in 2004, but 75 in 1996. So if he took like a day to travel, that would be like a couple of hours, maybe. It, it, yeah, it might be like an hour or two back in 2004. Okay. So yeah, that would that would make that would make sense. Okay. That the ratio is the same when it comes to the consciousness traveling through time. I feel a lot does. better that we've talked this out. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that. <laughs> Well, I mean, that begs the question, though, too. Did this happen to Desmond because, um, oh God, for the life of me, I never remember the damn pilot's name. Frank. Frank, Frank Lapidus. Frank Lapidus. Lapidus. That's right. Yep. I love that name so I, much. I, know, I think I, I might name my it. next cat Frank Lapidus. <laughs> or, or just Lapidus. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that begs the question, did this happen to Desmond because he spent the time on the island or because for that brief moment, Lapidus went off course and Desmond was the one that was affected by it and nobody else was. Well, well they... He... Go ahead, Des. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, they explained that because he had gotten high levels of radiation. Was that what you were going to say, Des? Well, just, probably. He spent more time on the island than pretty much anybody that was there now. That's true, too. So. Yeah. Well, and, and he was uh, more than anybody else, the one affected by the energy of the island when when the hatch blew. Right. You know, he was the one that was that was there. Well, the only one alive because Echo had the same. No, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens. <laughs> So she was talking to your cat. Okay. No, no. She was talking to her. She was talking to her Amazon device. I was lobbing something at my cat because she purrs incredibly loud. And I don't that was know. That was timed perfectly. I don't well, know if it's coming over the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still purring right now. And I'm trying to get her to. To stop oh, she stop purrs working. like Cardi B and it is hilarious. <laughs> Not hilarious when you're recording a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, the only one left alive, right? Echo. Yeah. <laughs> already, already has expired. But I think he was probably exposed to a very similar amount. Not as much as, you know, Desmond laying right. on top of everything, but definitely, definitely similar. 
But Desmond was basically blown away by the energy from the exploding hatch. Mm-hmm. Becca's he clothes just flew right off. <laughs> right off. <laughs> he had to wear Hurley's t-shirt. <laughs> so, um, yeah. How about it, you, it, Ben? Do you have anything? Well, one of the things that I know I wanted to bring up, and it's kind of off the topic of the um, Des, the the Des. Well, th- you really can't go off the topic of Desmond in this episode because he is the one constant uh, throughout the entire episode. Um, <laughs> but, but but I wanted to. I thought it was interesting the moment that we see Charles Whitmore in this episode when Desmond goes to find Charles in order to find Penny's information, uh, her address so he can visit her. Uh, what's being auctioned off and, f- right. and where it's from? <laughs> the ledger. The ledger. That's what from- this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. The oh, le- good. Des, go for it then. <laughs> it's the ledger from the Black Rock. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, Des, if you dove deep Des, into it, yeah, please. bring us into it. I mean, and there was so much more I could have written down, but I, my hand was cramping. I mean, <laughs> obviously, okay, so the auction house at Southfields, you know, um, the, the thing that's up for auction is the ledger from the Black Rock. Um, it was owned by Tovard Hanson, Hanso, excuse me. Um, they don't know what his relationship was to Magnus. Or Alvar Hanson, Hanso? I can't say his last name right. Um, but Magnus Hanso was the captain and the owner of the Black Rock. And his he was also the great-grandfather to Alvar, Alvo Hanson, Alvar Hanson. And he was the head of the Hans, Hanso Foundation. I cannot say it. I'm thinking Hanson every <laughs> single time. As long as you don't go <laughs> mbop after you yeah, say it. I was going to say, fine. he has mbop <sighs> stuck in his head. That's got to be it. So Alvar <laughs> founded the Hanso Foundation, and he also provided funding for the Dharma Initiative mm-hmm. and actually went missing in 2002. But there was a, that whole Internet thing that was going up when the show was on. <laughs> it was a big search for him. Um, and also Tovard, the, the owner of the Black Rock, supposedly he was buried near the Black Rock. And this was like common knowledge to the people on the island at the time. <sighs> um yeah there's a lot of deeper meaning into this when you dig deep because i found a lot of the same stuff you did when i dug into it um but i found a little bit more actually as well um so the journal was found in madagascar um which madagascar is in the indian ocean bali is in the indian ocean which is where the ocean oceanic six were found and rescued um, and apparently, I didn't know this, the expedition crew that found the fake Flight 815 was actually searching for the ruins of the Black Rock at the bottom of the ocean, which was something oh. I had never known. So um, so the expedition crew, Widmore's people told them that that was where the Black Rock should be i think they were hired find the plane yeah i well i think they were hired by whitmore's people probably because of this ledger that he just won in this auction this is how everything ties together charles whitmore buys the ledger in the auction it's his alibi well not yet because this flight hadn't happened yet he doesn't know yet but he ends up using this as his alibi to he hires a crew 
He puts the plane, the fake plane at the bottom of the ocean, hires a crew to search for the Black Rock, knowing full well they're going to discover these fake ruins of Flight 815. So that ledger, in essence, becomes an alibi for Whitmore to plant the plane and have a crew discover it. That makes sense. And plus, Whitmore most likely knows exactly where the Black Rock is because of his um, time on the island. Well, because yeah, he knows it's all. He already knows it's on the island. Yeah, he knows it's not at the bottom of the ocean. So there's just it's it's just so funny that it's a, such a quick scene. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to that scene to, to just it's it's literally 10 seconds of the episode, but there's so much more to it when you dig into it. Yeah. As soon as they showed them going into the auction house, I see the painting. I'm like, OK, start paying attention. Start paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's and, you know, I love the fact that they were able to fit that much information if if you wanted it to be there, obviously some people just kind of watched it and kind of glanced over it and were like, Oh, the black rock, we know that shit and didn't really think much more into it. But when you dive, dive into it, like you did with the Hanso foundation and you know, where the ship was at and the ledger and you know, the crew was looking for it. There's just so much more that the writers put into that 10 seconds. than you would have anticipated if you didn't even really think it over. Well, not I can so remember the first season that. thinking the black rock was an actual black rock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the beauty of a uh, of a universe that's been so richly developed too. Is that you can you can take deep dives like that because you know the information is going to be there, and that that's you know that, that to me that's something kind of special. So, I I love it that you know whenever I see Charles Woodmore and you know now that Desmond is ha- having you know he's talking to Charles Woodmore. Penny and Daniel Faraday, his whole 1996 communication is basically with the same family, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Well, here's here's a question that I kind of thought of last week, and I don't know if there's truth to it or not, but I think if I remember correctly, isn't Charles Whitmore also the father of Daniel? Yes, that's why I yeah. said he's with the he's talking to the same family. He's talking to Oh, that's what you meant when he said the same yeah. family. Okay. Penny yeah. Penny and Daniel are brother and sister. And they're both and then he eventually, you know, he's with Penny and so he's like talking to his, you know, his people. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I thought about I thought about that last week too, but I never brought it up because I couldn't remember I know that I knew that Eloise was his mother. I know that Eloise eventually shoots him and kills him. Oddly enough, well before she ever gives birth to him. Right. Um, You know, but yeah, I couldn't remember if, because I know Eloise and Whitmore spent a good amount amount of time together on that Island. So I couldn't remember if, if Whitmore was Faraday's father and you just confirmed it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun because, you know, Daniel, gosh, it, my, my brain, I have not had enough coffee today and it's already five <laughs> o'clock PM. Um, Daniel, Daniel's constant is unknowingly his brother in law in law. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool to me, you know, like as lonely as Daniel Faraday is as isolated as he is inside this beautiful mind that he has, he's got, 
family and he doesn't even know it, you know, that he's got these feelers. I don't know. I, I love Daniel Faraday so much. <laughs> well, maybe that's one of the reasons why Daniel chooses him as his constant. Maybe oh, like he, eventually he, he feels that one, well, maybe not eventually, but maybe he just feels that there's some kind of connection there. He can't explain it. And that's why he is his constant. I love that. Daniel just kind of senses there's something there with Desmond. And so that's why, you know, we find out in his notebook that Desmond is, you know, Desmond will be your constant. Des, have you ever seen Justified? I've never watched it. And I know there's a ton of people in there I should be watching it for. But Jeremy Davies is is in it. And, and uh, he plays a character that is just so opposite what this is that... Uh. It it takes you by surprise a little bit. <laughs> so well, I yeah, because just... Faraday is one of those characters where you, when you're watching that, you can't picture him playing anything else. Anything. Well, and then you watch him on Justified for a while, and then, like right when we finished Justified, the Daniel Faraday episode started uh, for mm. for the podcast. I was like, ah, my brain, I can't do it. <laughs> Which I is need weird. Timothy Oliphant. Which is weird, too, because he jumped in the Justified right after he was done with Lost. Then he's remarkable. I mean, it, <laughs> it was the next project he went to after Lost. He's a real good actor. I like him a lot. He He's one of the, um, the major plot uh, devices as to when... When I was doing the DC primetime podcast and we started talking about the, the crossover episodes and they were doing those massive crossovers with all the shows he played a character in the flash arrow and supergirl uh named john deegan so he well i was excited to see him pop up in that universe and play like this that. this mad scientist that brings all these episodes brings all these worlds together so it was a lot of fun yeah it, he's one of those ones it's just fun it's just fun when you see him pop up and justified is on my list Justified is on my list. Justified is so good. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, what else do we got in this episode? Des, what do you have? Um, um, most of the stuff I have are just like little little notes. So if you got any other big topics. Um, I, do we see Minkowski again? He died, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah but yeah. do we? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. in, the, in, in the flash sideways okay we see him in the flash sideways okay all right because he's such a he's such a like well-known face character actor that it it seems bizarre not to see him again and i couldn't remember if we saw him again i'm trying to um got for the oh fisher stevens is the name yeah. of the actor i couldn't think um, he was in short circuit he, yeah wasn't he, he was, he was yeah. ben he was ben in short circuit love short circuit and, and short circuit too um we're aging ourselves right I, now <laughs> hey <laughs> there is nothing wrong with uh with um with that we do see him i think we do see him again this season too if i remember correctly I think he's also in Meet Kevin Johnson. Um, oh, because it kind of goes back. Because yeah. that is a little bit of a flashback. Um, but we did okay. get a little bit of a tease in that in this episode as well. Because we, Guy on the see, boat. we see Kimi lock them in sickbay. And when it comes time for them to do what they need to do, you know, when Cal uh, uh, you know, he says, like, it looks like you have a friend. And they glance over and they see the door open. Right. 
we don't know who that person is that do it that did it but in about three episodes we will he has a lot more than that to make up for so i'll just say that (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think michael i think michael redeems himself by the end of that episode yeah okay I don't know. I, I still say he really had no choice in anything. I mean, it wasn't like he went to the island to help anybody. He was basically forced to go back. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, I, I like that better because it doesn't show that he's selfless. It just shows that he's an opportunist. <laughs> Fair enough. To a certain extent, I guess. Um, yeah, is there anything? I mean, I, you know, you, you get little clues throughout the episode. You know, you have... Um, you have Charlotte being very secretive yet again, saying, you know, well, we should don't tell them. And, you know, Daniel's like, no, we have to tell them. And Jack's like, you better tell me. And, you know, so there's that. Yeah. Anybody want to jump on that? I mean, there's <laughs> there there is that point where, you know, and we've said this in the past on, on the on the on the podcast that, you know, Daniel is one of those people that there's, I don't think there's any ill will with Daniel. He's not being secretive about anything that he's, he's, he's done. He's there for a reason. He's very open about what he's there for. So when he says like, we need to tell them, he's the one that says like, well, what you deem is time on this Island. And when you start hearing words like that, you're like, Oh crap, here we go. Like (laughs) here's where it's going to start getting confusing and I need to pay attention. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think anything that Daniel says, I think, you know, that you're about to like kind of take a take a time and space cruise anyways. You know, Um, I think even if you're a first time watcher at this point with with Daniel's character, I think you've been kind of brought in a little bit that he's very off in his own brain you know he's got the payload and he's got the little figures that he's doing and he's kind of talking to himself and you know muttering around and so you know when when he starts getting into that whole like time and space and this and that and you're just Mm -hmm. like yeah okay i mean this is you so let let's see how deep you go (laughs) when um here's a question when when saeed calls jack on the phone is it the next day on the island? Two days, right? Is it two? Because I remember Saeed telling Lapidus or asking Lapidus, can you explain to me how we left the island at dusk and we came back right. and it's daylight? So they obviously went back in time, uh, whether it be an hour or two before the sun even set. But when Saeed is calling Jack, the sun is up and bright on the island too. So are we to assume it's technically the next day, if not the day after on the island? Maybe going through whatever, you know, thing that they go through (laughs) to get, to get to the freighter. Maybe that's the time jump. Maybe that's like everything else is the same, but like their time is shortened, right? They just boop. And it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's something that's still confusing to me, too. I don't know. But again, like you said, if it's every what is it? Every one minute is 15 on on the island. So, you know, by the time Saeed gets to call Jack, uh, you know, I, I think it's only fair to assume that it's been hours on the island, possibly into the next day. Does Saeed say how long they were on? 
He said that helicopter ride was. Does he say, I don't remember if he said or not. If he did, I missed it. I'm looking. Okay. Do you know? Um, oh, no. Does? No. <laughs> no. But like what Ben's saying, it, it would make sense that if it wasn't that like once it became day and night, then it should keep flipping to where one was one, one was the other. But so I'm thinking if it takes one minute, if, if it go, if it takes one minute from the freighter to the Island and 15 minutes pass on the Island would then wouldn't it necessarily work backwards at the same time? So if they left the Island, how would that work? I mean, would they go back 15 minutes? I love time travel. I just love it. It, it, it Game becomes... of Thrones, the Hodor episode, everybody freaks okay. out. It's just... <laughs> I was going to mention that, actually, because yeah. Jack Bender directed this episode. And he directed the Hodor episode. Yeah. Of course really? he did. I didn't know that. Best episode of both series, pretty yep. much. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. You bring in the same guy to talk time travel. Yeah. So, um, I don't really have anything else. I mean, the only thing I have is... We, which we kind of touched base on already is just the, the the moment that Penny and Desmond speak. I mean, that's that to me is everything in this episode. I mean, this whole episode is great, but that final moment where they talk and Desmond, not only in 2004, but also in 1996, there's that he there's relief in De on Desmond's face in both that everything is going to be okay. You know, in 2004, there's the relief of when he tells Saeed, I talked to her long enough. But in 1996, there's also him walking away and he's smiling. Like he's he's mm -hmm. not panicked anymore. So like he kind of has that relief in, in both time periods. And I just, I, I love that moment. I, just, I will I'm tell like, you, if I had been in Desmond's position, I would have been screwed. Because when they, <laughs> when, when Daniel had him write down the numbers, I would have completely forgotten them. There's no way I would remember that. I couldn't even remember them in, in, in like the 30 seconds when he said, what's the number? I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. And he gives him the phone number. I would have never remembered the phone number either. It, no matter how important it was, especially with the jumping back and forth, it would be gone. I loved it that they set up for that moment, though, in the very beginning when he wrote down the two point whatever, and then he time jumped and it wasn't on his hand so yeah. it was already established early in the episode that he couldn't take it with him i'm surprised you guys don't you can't like the phone number is one thing i wouldn't remember the phone number because i've already forgotten that but i heard 2.342 at 11 hertz so many times that i still remember it <laughs> see and i thought he got it wrong because i thought it was 2.432 oh. <laughs> But see, I would have at least said, can you repeat that for me one more time? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, time was running out. He was getting ready to jump. But but the <laughs> moment he jumped back to 2004 or the moment he jumped back to 1996, like he should have immediately tried to find a pen and rewrote that number down. If he yeah. was if there was a possibility, he wasn't going to remember it. Yeah, but it would have not stayed in my brain long enough to do that. <laughs> because no. <laughs> like you're already going through so much trauma jumping back right. and forth in between 
how would you remember a number like that? I is your a, nose as a, is bleeding and everything's just written. And then he goes, it's London, London country code. Thank God you have somebody from London with you <laughs> at that precise moment. Because if it was me, I'd be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, because the moment that she she read out, she gave her number to Desmond. I'm like eight digits. I can't remember eight. digits. No. I still don't remember. I couldn't tell you one number in those. Gun numbers. to my head. Can't do it. Nope. I couldn't tell you one. I think I, there was a zero. There might it. be an eight in there. I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, if it was any other TV show, it would have started with five, five, five. And we would have had a good start. <laughs> yeah. I did read that that number, though, is uh, the UK's version of five, five, five. It's a nonsense number that they use for drama effect in, in the UK. So, you know, really? Yeah, I oh. did read that. And I was like, well, we have a much better system. Five, five, five. Blah, 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 blah. I'm still trying. I'm, I'm looking to see if the, if it's on. Yeah, I should have wrote it down. Any so number. Oh, it's at the bottom here. Hang on. I'm on the page. Are you on the wiki? Yeah, I see. I'm not on, I'm not on the way scrolling just, up and yeah. down going. What else can I talk about here? Aha. Seven, nine, four, six, oh, eight, nine, three. See, I knew the zero. You knew the eight. I got seven. That's it. Hey, <laughs> gone. <laughs> Between the three of us, we have three numbers. There I'm was. really proud of. Us. Yeah, there was a uh, there was definitely an eight in there. Seven nine four six oh eight nine three. It's such a random number, too. I no way. Seventy nine forty six oh eight ninety three. Nope. I, I I just Googled that number and I love the fact that uh, under uh, on Reddit under the the lost thread, there's a there's a, uh, a a thread up there that says gave a creepy guy a fake note, a fake phone number today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the number she gave the guy. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I do want to see the um, the featurette. I know that they have a behind the scenes featurette for this app for this episode. And I, I do want to see it. I'm sure it's probably either on YouTube or um, somewhere. Out I forget there. about YouTube all the time. How can you forget about YouTube? I fall down holes. I because yeah. I don't want to fall down holes. I go on YouTube every day, like literally like. <laughs> I come home from work. That's the first thing I put on. And then I end up not watching anything because I'm stuck on YouTube. Uh, that's my problem with Reddit. <laughs> Me and Reddit, we're like. <laughs> um, that's that's all I've really got on my end. I mean, it's it's Desmond and time travel. I mean, that's really all this episode is. And it's mm -hmm. so it's not really a, a lot of other stuff we can dive into in this episode. Well, is there anything else that does wants to talk about? Just stupid little random shit that I find in interesting. Go for it. Um, isn't it creepy that Widmore is urinating and talking to Des at the same time? Because I don't do that ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm do not to talk to people in the bathroom. I don't care if I know them. I don't care if it's my father. <laughs> well, not quiet. only that, but how <laughs> rude to not even turn off the sink when you're done washing your hands. <laughs> That whole scene was a power play. I mean, Charles Whitmore's a dick. Yeah. And it really is a power play because I was watching the commentary and Carlton Cuse says, hey, did you happen to notice that while Whitmore's peeing, there's absolutely no sound? 
Oh, oh, of like urine? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so literally just standing there holding himself while talking to Desmond. Because as you do <laughs> at some point in every day. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. I didn't even pick um, up on it, but that's because I try not to listen to urination sounds when I'm watching stuff. Um, okay. And um, Daniel Faraday in the past with the long hair. And he's Fantastic. actually much more confrontational than he is in the present, future, whatever. All I could think was scrawny Dennis Miller. I can, oh, yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. See, I kind of got like a, a young Doc Brown vibe mm-hmm. from, from Daniel back in 1996. Both of uh, you relating both of those just says everything we need to know about <laughs> both of you. <laughs> this is accurate. I saw him and I was like, that's beautiful. I like that. <laughs> um, also, uh, Juliet the best line of the episode was just like well daniel maybe if you talk to us real slow then maybe I you can follow <laughs> he wouldn't understand and i love it that both jack and juliet are like we're doctors you know <laughs> like they both have that look on their face like we're doctors <laughs> um i made it understand they didn't get it i just i just thought of something else um we now also have a clear idea of a timeline because we know that it's December 31st or uh, December 24th. 24th, Yes. Yes. It's been 96 days, 94 days. Yeah. So we know, we know that it's Christmas Eve. We have, this is the first clear and decisive date we have gotten in, in a while on the show. Can you imagine being rescued and going home to, to like winter? (laughs) After being on an island that's been yeah, in yeah. the tropics right. for, for yeah, nine three days. months. Yeah. yeah. Well, hell, most of them go to California anyway. So. That, yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> Sun and Jin were planning to go back to Korea. Oh, that's true. At this point, I yeah. I don't know what it's like there. <laughs> uh, anything else, Des? No, I think that's all I got. All right. Um, Next episode that we're going to talk about is um, uh, a Juliet. I think we're, this is going to be a, I think it's a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a break from the flash forwards. Um, we're going to learn even, about Juliet. And even this episode, while technically a flashback was a flashback in a different format. Yeah. You know, cause they were intertwined this time rather than just looking back at something that has happened. Um, so it's interesting that we, it, because of this episode, we have three different formats of episodes. We have flash forwards, we have flashbacks, and then we have the intertwine flashback, which is what this episode is. I started to go forward and I remembered, I go, oh, I know what this episode is. Now I'm going to stay in the constant. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm, I don't remember what this episode is. I, Isn't I, this where we find out she's having the affair? Yep. That's why she's the other woman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Because this kind is of her on island history. Yeah. Because yep. we're going to see Goodwin in this episode as well. Yes, we are. Yep. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, cool. So we do have some feedback this week, other than Des, who is joining us for the episode. I wonder who it could be. I know. I can't imagine who it is that's leaving us feedback this week. Uh, before we get into it, though, of course, there are multiple ways you can leave us feedback. First, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash lost revisited. We are on Twitter at Lost Revisit Pod, and we are on Instagram at Lost Revisited Pod. You can email us at lostrevisitedpod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a message, you can record yourself and send it to our email address like Des and Steve do. <laughs> so as I mentioned, we, we do have feedback from somebody, but it's almost like he's making up for the fact that Des <laughs> isn't leaving us feedback because he left us two voicemails this week. Um, I haven't listened to either one of them, but one of them is called The Constant, and the second one is called The Constant Supplemental. So I'm, uh -oh. only, I'm only assuming he remembered something that he forgot to put in his initial feedback. Uh, but let's go ahead and we will play this first vo uh, voicemail from our buddy Steve Brown. Hey, Ben and Kristen, this is Steve. This is for The Constant. Uh, and I think, yeah, it's one of those, this is one of those episodes that I didn't remember. I mean, I'm, I'm vaguely getting pieces of it back as I watched it the first time and now the second time. Um, so I'm kind of remembering, but it's uh, definitely going to be up there in my favorite episodes now because of just this, uh, this watch and, and the podcast and everything. So it's really, really cool. I'm uh, uh, enjoying it. And I did, I did until he turned the page or as soon as he grabbed his, his journal there at the end, I remembered the whole uh, Desmond Hume is my constant thing uh, written in it. But I also have to admit, man, I bawled. I was crying <laughs> when Desmond was on the phone with Penny and, you know, the whole thing of, of him trying to convince her earlier in the episode to give him the phone number. And it just, oh, such a good, good episode. It's It's hard to pick you know, favorite moments, but definitely the, uh, the basic training. I, I don't know if that was basic training or just their normal, uh, routine there, but it reminded me of, of my days in basic training, the, the being yelled at the, the getting out of your bunk and enough time and all that. So, um, but yeah, uh, another really, really good episode and I can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. Uh, all right. Uh, talk to you later. Oh, and this is this is uh, there's no flash forward in this one, right? And is it really technically a flashback if he's actually <laughs> traveling back in time? I don't know. Oh, and he didn't even end it. That was pretty much just like <laughs> I. Oh, no, I, it's I, not. It's not a um, flashback. It is. It it's actually one of the only episodes without a flashback, as we're going real time with Desmond. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's more of a time travel than a. Than a flashback. Um, and Steve, you're not the only one who bawled at the whole Desmond and Penny thing. I I got emotional and choked up watching it again. Me too. Because uh, it's just that powerful of a scene and I love it. I cry cried. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yes. <laughs> cry commercials. Of course I cried. <laughs> I commercials. Those commercials where that guy just goes around giving everybody lottery tickets for Christmas gets me every time. I don't joke. think I've seen that Just one. Don't give me that look. Oh. It was a, it was a joke. <laughs> Maybe that's only a Pennsylvania. Oh, you know what? It is a Pennsylvania commercial because <laughs> it's for Pennsylvania lottery. Never mind. <laughs> I'm wondering why you're giving me that look on Zoom. I'm like, why is she looking at me that way? 
And it's not a sad commercial either. So I was only using it as a joke. And the joke fell flat because you've never seen the commercial. I've never seen it. All right. But let's anyway, hear yeah, we have another second. <laughs> yeah, we have another voicemail. So here we go. I hate to send a second voicemail, but this this revelation just hit me and this will be super quick. I'm watching the episode, The Constant, again, and there's a moment outside of the apartment after the young Desmond gets the phone number when older Desmond is talking on the phone to Penny and the younger Desmond stops and he smiles. And I think that's the moment that everything fell into place and all the memories clicked and even the younger Desmond realized it at that moment and that brought everything together. Okay. No way. Or thanks. I said that. I said that earlier. I was like, there's that smile of relief from Desmond as he's walking away from Penny's apartment. Okay. Yeah. So Steve noticed it too, which is awesome. Uh, but thanks, Steve, for uh, for both voicemails this week. It's always fun. I, I love the fact that like Steve is a constant on any podcast <laughs> that any of us listen to. He's always a wonderful guest. He always leaves voicemails for for us, for Walking Dead cast, for Panels to Pixels. Like he, well, no, he doesn't leave voicemail for Panels to Pixels. He's a host of Panels to Pixels. Um, if <laughs> that he would stop him. That probably wouldn't stop him. It's, you know, but no, Steve's great. I love it when he leaves um, uh, leaves feedback for, for us and for everybody else. Um, recommendations for the week. Um, Des, I'm going to kick it over to you. Do you oh, have my any... God. I have nothing. <laughs> you have nothing? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm spending all my time on YouTube. I have nothing. <laughs> that's your recommendation. You recommend YouTube? It's YouTube. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't recommend <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, then I'll, I'll send it over to Kristen. Um, what do you got this week for recommendations? If anything. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm chugging along with Shit's Creek and I'm chugging along. We're almost done with Deadwood. I'm rereading Harry the Harry Potter series right now. Um I recommend putting your Christmas tree up. <laughs> That's what I recommend. I recommend finding some joy right now <laughs> while we watch uh, America Burn a little bit longer. <laughs> Hopefully for not too much. No, oh, it's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a while. Yeah, but I agree with you. If, you. if it brings you joy to celebrate Christmas uh, and you have an opportunity to put up your decorations and celebrate a little bit longer than usual. Put up your Hanukkah direction, decorations. I don't care. I mean, put up put up your Festivus pole. I don't care. <laughs> do yeah. something that brings you joy. <laughs> do it. Yeah, do whatever it takes to, to bring you joy. Um, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's what we should be doing right now. And... Uh, in any way possible, whether get a puppy. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have get cats, it now. so I can't don't do get that. it for Christmas. Get it now. Don't wait till yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> get a cat. Be like me and Des and get a kitten. Get, get a cat. <laughs> well, don't do it unless you're willing to take care of it, though. Don't I get just... four cats. Hey, so get back. <laughs> I I take offense to that. You resemble that. I remark. resemble that comment. <laughs> How about you, Ben? You, if I had four cat, if I had four cats right now, I would probably be tied up in my room right now because <laughs> this cat sets traps for me. <laughs> he took my phone down last night out of the charger, out, pulled it down to the living room, and then waited for me around the corner until I came down so he could pounce on me. 
That is hilarious. My cat the other night, I couldn't sleep. And so I finally at 445 in the morning, I get up and I'm like, I got just some got to get out of bed. And so I grab my phone to see where the animals are because they're always somewhere. Right. And so I and so I flip my phone on real quick and I do a quick scan. And the cat is like right about where my knees would be. And he's sitting and he's staring at me. And I'm just like, hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> I um I posted a picture on Facebook yesterday of me sitting on my couch trying to play my PlayStation 5. Um, <laughs> and the way I had my legs, my one cat was on my lap, literally sitting right in front of me as if she's saying like, oh, it's nice that you're trying to play your PlayStation, but I'm going to make this more difficult. Cats are jerks, man. Yep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love that they're hard to please. <laughs> Uh, but no, in terms of my recommendations this week, uh, I got a couple things. One, I'm, I'm enjoying my PlayStation 5 right now, which I just got last week. My birthday present to myself. Um, I just dove into The Boys on Amazon. <laughs> uh, I am four episodes into season one, and it is amazing. Like, it's uh -huh. so much fun to watch. Um, it is. I had one friend tell me, prepare for many what the fuck moments um i think i lost count of them in the first two episodes it's, i haven't seen it it is so good and season two does not disappoint it just gets worse and worse yeah i heard season two <laughs> ramps up even more from season one and i i can't even imagine that right now um, and when you think of what the first thing you see on that show <laughs> I'm trying to think what. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The very yeah. first thing. That's what kicks off the entire storyline. Yeah, that was. Oh, God, that was great. Um, the only other thing I have, too, is I just bought another book. Um, Kristen, not the one I, I sent you the picture of. Um, I did just buy another book recently. I just bought Michael J. Fox's new memoir. Uh, no time like the future. Well, I'm which I'm really looking forward to diving. Oh, into. cool. Only because of the unfortunate news that he just came out yesterday and said he has officially retired from acting because his health is really starting to deteriorate. So it's anybody who knows me knows my love for back to the future. And mm -hmm. I, I love Michael J. Fox. I can legitimately tell you right now, his, his health deteriorating with Parkinson's means he's very limited on time. Right. And yeah. I, yeah. It, it will be almost as heartbreaking to me when that happens as it was when Robin Williams passed away. So prepare if, when that day happens that I, I will be a mess. And How I was watching an he? interview. Oh, go ahead. He's 59. How old is he? He's 59. 59. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Des. I was watching an interview with him yesterday, the day before talking about the book and he's talking about how usually he's so optimistic in this book. He's cranky when he wrote it. Oh. But I had to turn off the interview about halfway through. I I was getting ready to lose it just watching. He anyway. he was on Fallon last night, um, which if you're listening to this was Wednesday night. And ordinarily, when you see him do interviews, I know we're off the topic of everything and we're getting ready to wrap up. But ordinarily, when he does interviews, he's able to take medication that kind of calms his body. Limits so he, it. he doesn't move around as much. The interview with the medication wasn't even helping. His body is literally moving all over the place that you can tell it's hard for him to control. And it's heartbreaking to watch. It really is. 
So I'm I'm really looking forward to to diving into um I, I read his first memoir, which he wrote back in 2009, which is always looking up. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Oh, no, that was his second one. His first one was Lucky Man, which I think was like 2001, 2002. I didn't read that one. Um, but I'm looking forward to reading this one because I want to see what the difference is in tone. What's it's, it called again? The new one. Yeah. No Time Like the Future. Ah, got it. Yeah. I love him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into that. So as a matter of fact, that's a much shorter book than the other book that I bought. So I might even dive into the Michael J. Fox book first before I dive into the other one. Because the other one's going to take me more time. But I'm really looking forward to that book too. I'm just not naming it because I don't want, I don't want divide in our listeners. <laughs> Gee, what topic could that be on? Yeah, right? <laughs> Unicorns. I mean... Ben and I are deeply divided on unicorns. I mean, Kristen's team Edward and I'm team Jacob. I mean, it's. Oh, it's... <laughs> oh sorry. Excuse me. So I just oh don't God. want to talk about it in public. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just saw an advertisement for the new Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie. There, there's they another have kids? one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's not Taylor Lautner. It's some other guy. Yeah, apparently he what he refused to come back for it. <laughs> I, I heard that this morning. Apparently, he refused to It'll come back. It'll probably be better then. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry for anybody who's, you know, Team Taylor, but. <laughs> Just because he has a huge forehead. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All you know, right. I, yeah. <laughs> we could keep going and going. <laughs> I, I, I think on that note. This is bringing uh, me joy. Hang on. Let's keep shit talking Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Hey, as I mean, we can shit talk Taylor Lautner and Twilight. Just don't shit talk Robert Pattinson because I have not, a hard time respecting him because of Twilight, though. It's but real he, hard. But he has also come out and said he doesn't care for Twilight either. Like, he yeah, actually and Christian kind Bale of says that he's them. embarrassed by Newsies, but Newsies was great. Yeah. And Twilight was trash. Twilight was not. <laughs> but it got us Anna Kendrick. It got us Anna Kendrick, but Anna Kendrick is great in interviews because anytime anybody brings up Twilight, her response is, <laughs> I wasn't in Twilight. <laughs> even she denies Twilight, but she doesn't pretend like it even happens. Her response is always, I wasn't in Twilight, <laughs> which just makes me love Anna Kendrick even more. She's great. I love her. Yeah, she that's yeah. my number one celebrity crush is Anna Kendrick today. No, she's been for a while. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> On that note, uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna wrap up the this week's episode of the podcast. As we mentioned, next week's episode, uh, season four, episode six, "The Other Woman," which is a Juliet flashback. Uh, so, if you have feedback for that episode, or you want to leave us any feedback for anything we've talked about already, uh, we left you the ways to do that. Feel free to do so. But until that episode, until next week, Des. Thank you for joining us again this week. Thank you for having me. And I'm sure it won't be the last time we have you on before the end of the series. I'm almost yeah. positive of that. Only so. if you want to come back. Okay, I will. He says I, I will. I, I don't know. know. I'll, it's fine. I'll have to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys further on down that rabbit hole. Take care. Gobble, gobble. Bye.
have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! 